And it's Simcha Cohen and Nussi on Wednesday night. Nussi's back. Yes. For Hashem. And uh, I wanted to talk about child sleep for one second. We did take a little break, but we're really going to be aggressively pursuing it. And we've put together a really great program. So anybody that is interested could call 718-336-8000. And I'll gladly talk to you about it. But uh, we've had some pretty, pretty nice results. We just had to take a break because we wanted to make sure that everything was on the up and up. Anyways, I wanted to I wanted to say that uh, it's good to be back. The winter's coming. Okay, mixed Feels feelings. Like it's here. Yeah, it is really. The truth is when Mincha gets, it gets dark early and uh, it, it's it's harder to get to Mincha Mara. But it's, I think that the winter comes with like also a feeling of like, Got to now get to work. Like, it's homework, and, like, I rushed home to do homework with my kid. And it's like, it's here. It's here, right? But uh, these parshas also are, like, heavy duty. These parshas are, like, so full of unbelievable stuff. And I had a question that was just going through my mind, and I wanted to, like, just put it out there and see if anybody has ideas or answers. We have two screens now? Yeah, we do. Two, I have two screens. Two screens. <laughs> you have well, two screens. It's a problem. If you hadn't moved over, then ah, I'd still okay. be blocked. You know? All right. If you get mad at me, you could just... Ah, okay. I, I don't think I can get mad at you. Um, <laughs> anyways, so the, 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 question I had, the question I had was... Yes, I'm here. The question that I had was, Avram Avinu, okay, before Avram Avinu figured out that the Rebona Shalom existed what did people think like what 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 like did they like what what were they thinking it's too deep for me sorry and like <laughs> no i'm saying like they, they looked around they saw all these things did they just think that like things just happened like i just like why and what Wait, what does an atheist think hey, hey but you know what this is before atheists before everything atheists are used to things being around over there these like new people and they're seeing like all this but i just and what was it about Avram Avinu that was different? Like, what? That's a good question. I don't have no answer. I mean, I have an answer, but there's something different about him that, like, pretty much carries through his whole life that was very, very unique. And and the number to call in is seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. You could text us at three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. That's 347-927-8398. You can listen to live radio at 712-432-4217. There is no dead radio, so you can't listen to it. The live one is 712-432-4217. Anyways, so this is, Lachacha is, is like when it all begins. That's like, Noach was like, Noach is, is also, actually my Rav said, Rav Asher, said that Noach's, they said the name of the Haredim that Noah's major Mida that gave him the ability to save the, the save save civilization was he was very patient. It says his Nasiyah was his patience. Which is anyways. So why don't we take a caller and see what's going on? Good evening. You are on the air. Me? Yeah, you. Um, I've been listening, but I don't get this week, I don't get what this week's topic is. So the question is like this: I wanted to know what you think was like so unique about Avram Avinu that allowed him 
to like figure out that Hashem existed? Like, what did everybody else think? Like, what was going through their minds? Like, well, I think is that like nobody was really thinking, like, because he saw like his, like he saw all the all the stars being made, and he saw that they're nothing. They're making them every second. It's not like that they were there the whole time. You are so smart. What's your name? Tamar. Tamar. Well, Tamar, you are very smart, and that's a great answer. How old are you, Tamar? Ten. Ten years old, and you gave me such a good answer. You know something? Keep plugging. You're gonna be. You're gonna be a big success. They weren't thinking. I agree with you 100. percent They weren't thinking. They were just going through their life. Not because to be a Jew and to to recognize Hashem, you have to be thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's such a huge lesson for us because, like, we get up every day and, like, we go through a hundred things a day and without even realizing where it's coming from, if we would think about it, then we could really, we could really change our lives, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. for example, breakfast. <laughs> like, you ever think about, like, the fact that, like, yeah, your mother decides to have breakfast and how to prepare it, whatever, and, like, make sure that there's cereal in the house because... And these are all things that, if you think about, there's a lot of appreciation to be had. No? Right. Okay. Thank you, Tamar. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hi, you're on on the air. Hello? How are you? Yeah, I don't get what's going on. You don't get what's going on. What is going on? I don't get what's going on either. (laughs) What's going on? Um, Well, you tell me what's going on. I'm talking about Avram Avinu, the star of this week's Parsha. I want to know what made him so unique. How come he figured Hashem out and no one else did? Okay. Nice to not speak to you. (laughs) Okay, hi, you're on the air. Good evening. Hi, you're on the air. I guess you're not on the air. Anyways, hi, you're on the air. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, uh... Lower your radio I like to say that my uncle is Shlomo's of Cone. You are? Good evening. First of all, lower your radio. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah. You're an uncle of Shlomo's of Cone. Hello? How does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, how does that happen? Or your uncle is Shlomo's of Cone? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm Shlomozev Cohen's uncle. Awesome, so I'm related to you somehow. So we're related. Okay, hey, there you go. I like to say that his son Avram is very nice, and this week's Parsha is about Avram, right? That's right, and son Avram is named after my brother Avram. That's right. (laughs) How old is Avram? He's like Bar Mitzvah, right? Yeah. Okay, well, Shlomozev is a tzaddik, Baruch Hashem. He's, he's, he's He's also a barber. He is really his father's a barber too. His father's not a barber. His father's a huge Talmud Chacham, but he happens to know how to cut hair. And he gave me all my haircuts when I was growing up. But anyways, what was so unique about Avram? I don't know. I like him. He's my cousin. I'm not talking about Avram, my, my great nephew, my super great nephew. I'm talking about Avram Avinu. Um, he's named after also Avram Avinu. Okay, fine. But what could you tell me? I don't want to talk about my family. I know my family. Can you talk about Avram Avinu? You know, the guy in the park? Yeah. Avram Avinu was a great tzaddik and a makubal. A, a makubal? 
Etc. You had he had lines. He gave out kameyas. You think? Yeah. Avram Avinu was a pusher to Yid who was mocker the Shalom, and he was able to figure out that he had to appreciate things that he had. Yeah. So the yesod of Avram Avinu was that he didn't take anything for granted. And talking about our family, he was my great 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 great, great hundred times great grandfather. That's true, and all Jews actually. Okay, what, 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 how? Okay, how are you? Your, your aunt is Shlomo Zev's wife. Yeah. Okay, As, and, and your father is married to her sister. No, uh, my mother is her divorced sister. Ah, okay, fine. Okay, I got you. So your grandfather's a huge tzaddik, also, you know. Yeah. Okay, thank you for calling, tzaddik. Okay, you are on, you are on the air with Sim- me and Nussi. Yes, I'm going Nussi. What's going on? Okay, um, the what was the question we were trying to answer? Because oh, I called on. in the middle of the show. You didn't hear me. What? All right. You know what? The question is, what's on your mind? Um, isn't it something about Avram Avinu from what yep. I heard last? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Avram Avinu. What's on my mind about him? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think he was the first one to what made him so special because he was the first one to realize that all over here couldn't have just fell into what it is. I listened to one of the CDs by someone with Rahi and um, uh, it says a lot about this, like um, how it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the world was created by someone, but no one even wanted to know because... I love it. How old are you? Me? Yeah. Uh, Eleven. 11 years old, and you're listening to CDs. You know something? You have a future. You uh, yeah. have a okay, future, Mitz Hashem. <laughs> if you're listening to Torah CDs at 11, holy mackerel, that means you got it. That means you got it. You're, you're, you're going yeah, places. Yeah, uh, I think, like, really everyone should listen to them. They're really good. Oh, for sure. Really What's the question? But you know how many kids are out there skipping rope and, and punching balls and, and picking their nose and whatever they're doing? They should be listening to CDs like you. Um, I don't always listen to CDs, just like now. It's okay. I don't expect <laughs> you to be always, If you'd what? always be listening to CDs, you'd be like a little concerning to me. So <laughs> I'm happy. But, but you should know that you're so right. Avram Avinu, yeah. see, see when you, if, if I would walk into a room and there's a beautiful, beautiful meal set up with gorgeous crystal, everything's all beautiful, and it says like, it says like, this glad kosher, like perfect, and it's all everything I love, everything that's perfect for me, just the things I like. And I just sit down, and I eat it, and I don't say anything. And then I walk out, and I don't wonder like, who did this? Right. So like, I'm just like, I'm just like what they say, a stick fleisch mit zwei Eugenis. I'm just a big piece of meat with two eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Abraham Avinu was enjoying this beautiful world, and he stopped for a second. He said like. Hello? Like, where right. did this come from? I think probably um, a lot of people also thought this, but they didn't take the time to go into it and think about it. I think, I think that they, they really they didn't want to think about the fact that they had to say thank you to somebody. So it's so much easier to take a big rock and say, Hey, rock, thanks for the food. And this way they don't have to do anything. Because if, if, if the Hazrashalm a rock is... They're God, so then they can do everything, anything they want. Right, because no one will stop them. Right, right. All right, thank you for calling. What's your name? 
Faggy Gross. I'm um, asked one more question. Sure, Faggy. Did they really believe in it, or did they not want to believe in anything else? They like truly believe, or well, it's they knew it wasn't true, but they had nothing the, better the, to believe. The answer is like this: they couldn't have believed because the, it wasn't. They just needed something to do. Right. There was no TV. There was no like radio. Like I'm sure they had to invent like Monopoly in those days. So right. they had to do something. So they just like decided to like talk to rocks. I mean, I guess. I guess it's a lot of fun. I could try it. I, I don't think you should try it, but I think that they also like they needed to they needed to be able to like find a reason for things. Yeah, for everything. Right. They also didn't have any rules. They like really didn't have any rules. I don't even right. recognize. Anyways. Thank you for calling, Faggy Gross. Okay, thank you very much. Have a good night. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, hello. Hi, how are you? Good. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Yes. Are, are you talking to me? Yes, of course. Okay, great. So guess what? We're talking to each other. Wow. Amazing. The, amazing. is unbelievable, the experience. Let's take, let's take a moment and let's... Oh, did you feel that? What an experience. Yes. Okay, great. What's on your mind? What's your name? Akiva. Akiva. Oh, my gosh. That is such a powerful name. Do you understand? It's such a powerful name. Akiva. I love the name Akiva. Thank you for calling, Akiva. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. You are on the air. You hear it? Yeah, I can yeah. hear it. Can you hear me? Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Do you Hi. hear me? Um, I'm, I live in Lakewood, and it's, I'm calling, um, so I have to call in, but it's, um, but it's like all choppy. It's all choppy? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, it's like all, like, it's staticky. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't control the airwaves. I control, like, very little, but uh, I wish it wasn't staticky. What's the other number? Like, um... I, I don't what's know. the other number that you Let's called? Let's see. What's the other number? Three, uh, the other number to call what? in. Uh, 718-506-9099. If you're going to call that one, just press what? one. 718-506-9099. No, the other one. Like, seven, that, that's the one that I'm calling in on, but the other one. 712-432-4217. 712-432-4217. 412-4216. Okay, bye. Thank you. Thank you, bye. Bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? I am so good. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Um, just wanted to add in, you guys are talking about Avram Avino. Um, the reason why I think he was the first to recognize Hashem and something we could learn from him, how we could be a better at Hashem today, is that uh, he didn't care what anyone said. If he he would serve Hashem, and everyone thought he was crazy, and if the whole world would laugh at him, he would just know, I'm doing the right thing, and that's it. So, I think that, that, that's so true, but that doesn't mean that he, he didn't care what anybody said because he knew he had the truth. But, but, but there's like peer pressure today to do, you know, I know, to but do I was the like, right thing, well, I was and walking he into an elevator. went above that. I was walking into an elevator, and there was this person that came in with purple hair and like, and like holes in her nose where God didn't put them, and like all sorts of things on her head, and she didn't care what people said either. And so it, he didn't care what people said because he had the truth. And we, and I love your point, we know that we have the truth with the Torah. 
So we have to look at the Torah and say, we're going to do what we do, and we don't really care what people say. Right? Yeah. You are at Tzaddik. You're not visiting me this week? What? You're not visiting me this week? No, I... Uh, <laughs> okay. Not, not happening. Okay. Okay. Um, Thanks for calling. No problem. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, um, I have a question. Okay. Do you, are you going to tell some, your answer to the question at the end of the show, or do we just have to do with the answers that people called in? Well, I think that you're getting my answer. First of all, thank you for the question. I appreciate that you're interested in what I have to say. Yes, but I am, actually. I, I, I think, though, that the answer that I'm getting is really the answer that I have, which is that Avram Avinu didn't take things for granted. Right. We can't take things for granted. And one of the biggest things I think in the world we take for granted, and and I hate to say it, is school is something that we take for granted. Right. We don't realize, I don't care whether a teacher is is the best teacher or not the best teacher, we don't realize how much teachers prepare to teach a class. And... I was a teacher, and I worked so hard sometimes on getting the lesson right and making it right. And, and kids took it for granted. They thought that it was just, you know, and, and that's something we have to really think about. Yeah. yeah um, while we're on the topic of teachers, um, I'd like to, I'm wondering um, why my teacher is so mean to my cousin, like really mean, and she doesn't mind to let everyone know. She doesn't even care if everyone knows. Well... I can't answer that because I don't know who your teacher is, and I don't want to know who your teacher is. But mm -hmm. I think that if your cousin has an issue with it, then your cousin should bring it up to, to the teacher, or your cousin's parents what? should bring it up to the teacher. Um, is Was it you or was someone that sounded like you who had a show that you just called in with questions you had, anything? Yeah, that's me. You can ask me any question. I mean, right now, or I mean, not that I have anything right now. Like, so I'm going to tell my cousin about it. Tell your cousin to call me. We'll talk about it. Okay. What What day do you have the show? It's Wednesday nights from eight o'clock to nine o'clock. Okay. Thank or, you. Or, or if your cousin wants, you can call the radio station, and the radio station will give that give your cousin my number. Okay. Thanks. You got it. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye bye. Hi, you're on the air. Ladies and gentlemen. Laser Diamond, give me three things that kids need to know about Avram Avinu, Laser Diamond. Number one is Avram Avinu was a, he did enough Vachan. Okay, that's why he's Vachesed, that's true. He, he was a Vachesed, he was an Olive. He was, he was. And and he was a person who cared about people. That's right, but you know something? He was the yeah. most successful human being on earth at the time. He That's would have right. been Time Magazine's Man of the Year. He That's would have right. gotten the Nobel Peace Prize. Everybody loved yeah. him. He was like the guy. Wherever he went, everybody yeah. knew who he was. That's, That's like right. it's like wild. And he wasn't even doing what everybody else was doing. They were like jumping up and down and acting like frogs and whatever. And he was telling them not to do it. And he was popular because guess what? Hashem is pretty addicting. Anyway, thanks for calling, Laser Diamond. You have a best week. Thank you. Have a great evening, Dr. Zimka. Be well to 120. You too. You too. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, uh, I like to say a little rhyme, not really in a song, but about Avram Avino. Okay. Hit it. He's a, 
He's a big bar kisher that he's a kebab, but it's so chavratayda that he's even a shatid, but besides his neshama, nefesh, and ruach. Yeah, okay, thank you very much. And you have your two, uh, your two paradumas, right? I know, I know, I know that one. Okay, I listened to it the whole sukkah, my kids were saying it in the sukkah. Hi, you're on, hi, you're on the air. Me? Uh, yeah, you. Hi, what's up? What's up? Stars, moon, clovers, uh, I don't know, seven up. So, uh, what's the question here? The question is, what's up? What's up? Uh... Torah, what's, on your, what's on your mind? About Avram? About anything. See, you know what's up. See, look at that. You knew you were talking about Avram, you little sly fox. What's on your mind? Marv. I just have Marv. Okay, I think you should have Marv. Marv's a good thing. I like Marv. Like Marv? Marv, you get the most scar from Marv. You know why? Because it comes around. Because it's not Milka. Ah, but when it comes around to Marv. You're tired, and you fish slap. There's the opposite. Mincha is the middle of the day, so you get I know. more car because the I middle know. of the day is the hardest to do. But if you, dive in, if you work in a place with, with Yidin that has a mincha in the middle of the day, it's great. Right, but not every place has that. I know. But I find... Not, I get, not, not, not every place has that. I hear you. Okay, thanks for calling, my friend. You too, how you doing? Bye-bye. Anyways, no see what do you what 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 what's on your mind this week? Tell me what's going on. I missed you last week. Everything's yeah, good. Yeah, everything's fine. Oh, Hashem, how was your circus? Well, wonderful. It was good. Wonderful. I missed the the first days. I was sick. Oi. Yeah, we made it up the second days. Oh, Hashem, circus is like thing. it's great. It's it's like mamish. Everyone comes together. Yeah, it's one good. of the only times that everyone any everyone comes together. Yeah, it was very yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, Hashem. You know what? What are we going to do? With, I, I think this matzah in Eretz Yisrael is, is very scary. You know, I got to tell you something. I have no idea what's going on, and I don't really want to know what's going on. Why don't you want to know? We have I to know, dive in like crazy. What's going on is like Maybe you feel... we should ask the caller what they think. I think it's a... <laughs> I think that Hashem is showing us that He's the one that's protecting us. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on. I don't what's look at anything. That, I don't, I don't that, listen that, when people that, try to tell me. That Arabs are... Are just randomly trying to kill Jews. It's really bad. It's really bad, and they're out of control. I mean, what, not that they happened. Ever... You know, well, I mean, they're always fighting, but not usually no, major, they, major. They, what they, what happened this time? So that some, some, uh, whatever, stood up and told them that they should all pick up knives and they should just stab Jews randomly. And that's what oh. they're doing and in the all, streets. And they all go ahead and listen because, of course, because yeah. because this is what. I think the I think this is before Mashiach comes. Hashem is showing us just that we have no control. That it's not tanks are not going to protect us and and guns and nothing. Okay, right, it's just not. <laughs> Higher on the air. Hello. 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 Hi. How are you? Hi. Hold on. Um. What's on your mind? Never mind. Bye. Okay. Don't be nervous. It's just a radio show. Hello? How are you doing? Me? Yeah, you. I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Lower your radio. Okay. Uh, I, uh, what's the question this time? There's really no question. The question is, why, what, 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 the question is yours. What's your question? Uh, uh, why this question is... 
Yeah, I have a question. What's that? You're very, you're very choppy. Are you, are you sitting in a potato chip bag? You're very choppy. You know what? Maybe you should. Okay. And uh, take two Tylenol. Call me in the morning. Hi, you're on the air. Me? Yeah, you. What's going on? Yeah. So you were just talking about um, that that we shouldn't take things for granted. Right. And a lot of middle fifties, a lot of the fifty year olds. Um, say that children these days take everything for granted. But is it right for them to say that? First of all, I don't know what's right and wrong. I know the Torah is right, and the person that doesn't give the Torah is wrong. I think, though, I have an opinion I'd like to express. I think that we have the most fabulous, fantastic kids that Claudiusville ever had today. I think that the kids that I know are, like, unbelievable I think that there are always some people, kids, adults, that take things for granted. But I think that we have great kids nowadays. I also think that if you don't want kids to take things for granted, then that's what you have to show them. You have to show them appreciation because a lot of times kids are taken for granted. Parents just like just assume that kids are going to do things and, and, and be good and listen. And when a kid listens, it's not always so easy. I think that kids, our kids, when you think about it, our kids, the Jewish kids, are yeah. are unbelievable. Can I give you an example? Like I was talking to somebody, and if Chaz Shalom, a family, has one kid, Nebuch, one kid that has problems. So they have a family, one kid, and it's a, it's a, it's a terrible pain. I was talking to like, a, a regular non-Jewish person and I said you know what my kids are my, my most important thing in my life I have to take care of them he goes like I don't understand you send your kids to private school I said yeah because you pay money for your kids to be educated I said yeah he goes why I said because I can't send my kids and risk something happening to them he says I didn't even think of that you know I send my kids to public school and I'm risking that they're going to grow up to be who knows what and you know what I don't know about, I said, it's, it's, it's not worth it. I can't do it. And our kids are, Baruch Hashem, growing up to be beautiful. Because, because we have the best kids in the world. Because we have the best kids. Our kids are, are the best. And I think that, I think that everybody takes things for granted because we live in a very, very technologically advanced age. So that's just one of the challenges. I don't think kids are alone in that. But. Some 52, 53-year-olds just have nothing better to do than talk. <laughs> I'm 50. Right. I, I, I'm Thanks. that age, so okay. Thanks for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I have a class situation where there's one girl who she thinks that she's on top of the world, and she calls people really nasty names. Oh, you never. And she just. She thinks that she's the boss, and I tried speaking to teachers and my principal, but they say, yeah, come to me in a week, I'll, we'll do something about it, da, da, da. but it's not, it's not working. Well, you know what? I have to tell you something. You said, you said something that contradicted itself. You said that she thinks she's on top of the world, but she's calling people names. Now, you sound very smart. If she's calling people names, do you think that she feels like she's on top of the world? No. She no. feels like she's on the bottom of the world. And the only way she could feel like she's on top is if she kicks her, kicks herself up. 
and she pushes herself up by pushing people down. And the principals of the school are probably recognizing the fact that she has some issues and some problems, and they're probably thinking about how they could help her. So I would, I would say that, you know, if she has difficulties, as long as you know that what she says is not true, as long as other kids aren't thinking about it and aren't joining her, so I would feel bad for her. I really would. I would feel bad for her, and I would just say, you know, and hope that she'll grow up and she'll realize this is not the way to earn friends and, and, and get people, you know, to like you. But should I do something about it? Like, should I get the some of the class to stand up and say you don't call someone that name or something like that? You know what I would do? And I actually did this once. I would corner her and say, you know what? You're not, you're not such a bad person. Like, why do you feel you have to like call people names? If you'd be nice, like maybe we could be friends. I already tried that, and all she did was, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'll try not to. And the next day, she was just back to calling people. Wow, so she really apologized. So that means that she really can't control herself, and I feel so bad for her. It's so sad. You should. I think you should tell her. Maybe I could help you. How old are you? Twelve. Twelve. So twelve years old. You know what? You could probably, if you care enough to call in about this, which is so remarkable, and I give you so much credit for that. You could probably change her entire life if you could tell her. You know what? I could help you. I could help you, and you know what? Point out to her when she. And the main, most important thing that you have to do is. Give her the benefit of the doubt and tell her that I, I'm sure you don't mean it. I'm sure you don't want to be. I'm going to show you when you're when you're bothering people, when you're being rude. And if you mm-hmm. give her the benefit of the doubt and you, and you tell her, you know, like, I know you don't mean to do it, then you could teach her and you could change her life. What a chesed. It, it, it really... Is if you do it from that standpoint, you can really, really help her. Okay? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for calling. I think that's such a fabulous lesson for everybody. Okay, thank you. Okay. I think that I think that's such a such a, a fabulous lesson that we need to when we have somebody who's doing something that we see is hurtful or wrong, the first reaction is to jump at them and to and to criticize them, and to ostracize them. But if we can maybe teach them that what they're doing is not good, we could change their life. We really can. All right. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for asking. I love it when people ask. That's so nice. Tell me what's going on. I called last week about my teacher, and I found out that she was only temporary, and she left. So oh now I have a different teacher, and she really, really likes me. I'm so happy. That's such great news. And thank you for calling back to update me. So now, judging by the temporary situation, now do you understand why the teacher was not exactly like like, like where you needed her to be? Yeah. Okay? She was probably... I used to substitute when I was uh, a bacher, you know? And there was one reason why I substituted <laughs> $17 an hour cash. <laughs> I really, I didn't know I was going to be a teacher. I just 
needed money to go on dates. So it was an easy way to make money. But anyways, thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, I have Is a problem. I want to else? ask you about my problem. What's that? I have a problem. I wanted to ask you about my problem. Okay. I'd love for you to ask me. I hope I can help you. What's up? Yeah, I think I do. Yes, I think you're... Tr- <laughs> That's true. You do have a problem. But I don't think you wanted to ask me about it. But let me document the pro- fact that you do have a problem. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I think you should maybe go ask some professional. But there's something definitely problematic about what you just did. <laughs> Anyways... Back to civilization. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Goodbye, you're off the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? Hi. Um, What do you do like when your sister, like, she always annoys me. Your sister? Yeah, she's younger than me. And my older brother also. Okay. But. So I would, I would remember that... This is something that in 20 years is going to be a memory that you're going to really look back on and appreciate. Who's on the phone? It's part of life, and you need your brother and you need your sister, and just go with it. Thank God we have brothers and sisters and we have family. Thank God we have people to annoy us. Um. Yeah, but she like... Rivka! Yeah. Okay, fine. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I am so good, Baruch Hashem. Thank God. What's going on? I don't know. You don't know? If you don't know, then who does? I wanted to know what the topic is. The topic is what's on your mind. Lower the radio. The topic is like a lot of different things. How are you? Yeah, lower the radio because I feel like I'm talking to myself. Like a minute later. What? Yeah, lower the radio because I hear myself in the background and it's creeping me out. Oh. Anyways, you held online to call in, so you must have something you want to say. No? Okay. Hi, you're right here. Hello? Okay, somebody Hello? Calling, Hello? From, Hello? calling from a public bus station. Someone What's going on? Hello? Give me a Lower the radio. Okay, we have an interesting situation going on over here. I think the zombies are out. Yeah. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? Hello? Yeah, hi. How are you? Hi. What's going on? Um, yeah, hello? Yeah, hi. How are you? What's going uh, on? Yeah, so we're having a test um, tomorrow, and I'm not so sure I know the material so well. Oh, hey, hey, what's the test on? Can you give me, like, some hints that how I can, like, do good? I'll try. What's the test on? Chumash. Chumash. Okay. The first most important thing you need to know about tests is you only need to know. You don't have to know everything. You just need to know enough. Okay. I need you. I need if you want to listen. I'd like to help you, but you gotta like separate because it sounds like you're in a room with people and they're disturbing you. What? It's hard. I. It's if you want to hear. I love to help you, but you gotta separate from all the commotion so so I can talk to you. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. 
Firstly, you don't, have to, you don't have to know everything. You just have to know enough. Okay. Okay? And also, you know what? It's it's probably one of your first tests of the year. So, like, you probably, like, have to get used to the way this teacher tests. So, mm-hmm. I wouldn't stress about it. What? I wouldn't get so stressed about it. Okay, fine. Okay? What grade are you in? Fifth. Fifth grade. Okay. You'll do fine. You'll okay. do fine. All right? Thank you for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? Goodbye. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. I don't know. I don't get. I don't. I don't get the whole. I don't. I don't get the whole deal with the. Uh, with the uh, people that do that. But then again, whatever. I never really addressed it. I never like. Never like. Uh, I think if you address it, it's feeding into. The- of course, it is. And it doesn't really bother me because it doesn't. Kids will be kids. I never minded that. I think it's funny, but anyway, it's one person, and I feel bad for him. Like, yeah, it was, it's, it's, I wonder what he's like in real life. Like, does he do that? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have the. I wouldn't have the guy. I wouldn't have the guts. Why are we talking about it? You're right. Thank you very much. Good answer. Someone called in. Let's hope this is a, okay. a good one. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. What's what's going on? Um, I have an issue that I'd like to speak to you about. Okay. That I I'd like to hear it and hopefully I maybe I could help you. Okay, so um like in my class there's like there's like a lot of girls who like other people think are cool and like no one wants to be my friend and, and I and I no one wants to study with me and like it's, I have like one friend, but like she's not like considered so cool in my class. And I like to like play with people who like are considered cooler, and like they don't want to study with me because they don't really like me, and I don't know what to do. Because well, I, I don't I, dress so nicely, and they dress very nicely, but really it's not my fault. Really, it's like my mother's fault. Wait, one second. So your school doesn't have a uniform? No, it has a uniform. <laughs> but but like... sorry, but some people have like nicer. Um, briefcases, I'm going to say um, shoes and bows. All right. That's, you know what? I think that, what grade are you in? Seventh. Seventh grade. Seventh grade is like the hardest grade because that's when, you know, you start really thinking about these types of things. But I think that one thing I would tell you is just because you feel like they don't like you doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. But let's say I ask them to study, and they don't like to study with me, and they'll just ignore me. That's first of all, I can imagine this is like really hard for you. And, it and, is very hard. And so, what I want you to do is call in the station, okay, and ask them for my number, and we'll communicate off the air. This is something that I'd like to help you with, but I think I'd like to do it not on radio time, and maybe we could, maybe I can help you off it off the air, okay? Okay, thank so, you so much. Have a great night. So after the show, call and speak to Nosy, okay? Okay. Okay, thank you for calling. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Okay, goodbye. Okay, you know what? Listen, I, I have a message for you. Get a life. Stop calling, really. Uh, maybe get a pet and, and, and kick... The dog or something. Well, now I know when he calls, the second I get it, I, I, I can tell if you it's him or not. Nasi, look at the caller ID and write it down. Since we know, since we know the same, it's the same guy, let's just document the caller ID. And then we'll just like, we have, uh, 
reverse search on the uh, on the number. All right. right. Okay. Fine. No problem. No problem. The next one. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, Baruch Hashem. What's going on? Well, I have, I go out in the middle of class for help with something, and I end up missing Grishas. Do you have any ideas to make me, like, not upset about it? Yeah, I don't think you should be missing recess. I think that's a terrible thing. And I think that they should figure out how to rearrange They can't the... switch the time. Why? I don't know. I'm sorry. I was a principal of a school for 10 years. And I never took a kid out of recess. Ever. Recess is your time. You earn that time. You need that time. That's very... So they, so they let me bring my snack down, but still. No, I'm sorry. I think that and I think that you could go and have your parents speak to the people in charge. You're going down for like resource room or something? I'm going down to the lunchroom. That's where we do it. No, I'm saying, but it's it's like a resource room or a see it or something like that. Yeah. Okay, that should not happen during recess, and that's not fair. And if it if that is, then they should give you extra time afterwards. You need your time. I, I'm very very against that. And, and I'm sorry, I think that it's, what, whatever you're going to learn during that recess time is is not as important as you having a relaxation. And I think you should tell your parents that I said that. And maybe, and, and generally, if the school wants, then they could coordinate it and they could figure it out. There are other times that you could go out. I, I think that, and I want you to call me back next week and tell me that it was taken care of. If not, then maybe I could help you. Maybe I could speak to them. But it really bothers me. When kids don't get recess, it really bothers me. Okay? Okay. How are you, how else are you supposed to socialize and get friends and and, and, and and just relax with other kids? You need your recess. Well, well, I also go out with, with three other kids. So that makes me even more upset. It should happen. Okay, let's say like give you like special snacks and like they bribe you with all sorts of goodies, then maybe. <laughs> all right? Okay. Okay, thanks for calling. Call up, tell me what happens. Okay. Okay. You know what? Listen, this really bothers me. When they don't value recess, and I'm sure that the principal of the school will understand what I'm saying. Kids need their relaxation time. It's a long day. Kid doesn't get a chance to chill out, to run around. It can be torture. It's, 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 forget it. And they misbehave and they wonder why they misbehave. Right, even if they don't misbehave, if they're, they're good kids that sit there and suffer in silence. I, you know what? I don't, I, I, I used to lock the classrooms and make sure the kids all went outside. It was like so important. It just, 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 hey, kids need to relax. I need to relax. I'm an adult. I need to, like, get my recess. <laughs> we all need to get our recess. Yeah, we do. We do. We so, may call it lunch break. Well, well, lunch break, whatever it is. I, I worked in a place that they forced everybody to take a lunch. You have to take lunch. Right. That's very healthy. That's the way it's supposed to be. All right. I think it's important how you're uh, We have a call. How you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Hello? Hi. Um, I don't want to be on the air. But you are. Uh-oh. 
Now you're not anymore. Okay. So you speak to Nazi off the air. Okay. No more. Sorry. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? Hi. Um, so I'm, like, very messy in school, but, like, um, and, like, the kids in my class got, like, annoyed for me, and, like, like, I'm, like, very, like, 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 I'm, like, funny, and, like, I could take jokes, and I don't mind that they, like, criticize it, but, you know, it just gets a little annoying. So and I, like, I, I, I hear you loud and clear. So why are you messy? Do you have any idea why you're messy? Why? Yeah. Because I'm just too, like, whatever. Because like, you're probably brilliant. Because you probably have certain parts of you that I'm are, saying, you knew that I got a 75 on my science test. You still want to say I'm brilliant, you uh, know? Frankly speaking, I don't think a 75 on a science test has any indication of whether you're brilliant or not. Brilliant, okay, is something that shines brighter than most things in a more unique way, okay? I didn't say bright, okay? Bright? So you guess what? Some of the, the highest grades on the science tests don't always go places. People who are more creative and people who are a little bit, uh, have intelligence or social intelligence or emotional intelligence are very often those who succeed the most. But... I understand it's quite annoying to be messy and to get told that you're messy. So I could tell you if you could like learn how to use your creativity in a good way, then you'll probably be rich enough to hire somebody to clean up your mess. <laughs> okay? Yes. Um, but also, um, I forgot what to say. Okay. But you um, should but know... There, there, are, there are tools and there are ways of learning how to be, learning how to deal with that. I, and I can tell you from experience that I am, I was by nature a very messy person. And my wife is very, very a clean person. And she miraculously taught me how to. Yeah, so what's going to happen like when I get married and like my husband's going to be like a neat freak? And what no, am I going to do? I hope that before you get married, in a way it's just like, one of the ways of doing it is minimizing the amount of stuff that you have. See, very often... You'll... I already know that. My mother's like, whatever. She knows that. But, like, okay. But, you know, I keep everything... Like, for the time being. Like, I'm not talking about, like, the future when I'm going to be brilliant. But, like, you now, like... Because my parents are still about? getting annoyed for me, even though I'm brilliant, you know? How old are you? 13. 13. You have so much excitement ahead of you. Because you'll take all of your... What what's your, what's your talent? In what way? What do you mean? Like, I don't know, but I know you have a talent. You must have something that makes you very unique. What's your talent? You said you're funny. Do you know what someone um, said? To, yeah, I mean, do whatever. You, do you understand that there's a Gemara Berachot that says that one of one of Tanaim, one of Amoraim asked Met Eliyahu in the Shuk, and he said, "Is there anybody in this Shuk that's a Ben Olam Haba?" And Eliyahu said those two people, and he asked them what they do. And they said, we are bad chanim. We make people happy. We joke and we make people happy. To be able to, to appreciate humor and to make people happy means that you have a very special neshama. Because not every neshama is able to do that. So that's a huge talent. As you get older, you're going to translate that into other ways of making people happy. Right. Because I'm saying, like, 
Okay. Okay. And so you'll 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 see. You're gonna be yeah. you're gonna be a beautiful adult. And and, and and people will love you and, and don't worry about it. You'll find that you'll find ways of cleaning things up. If people make fun yeah. of you, they probably think you're I'm so- saying like the funny thing is that my room is really neat, but in school I just can't control like where my it. books go, Cause, you know? Because it's too much it's too much to manage. I yeah. get it. I get it loud and clear. But <laughs> but but guess what? It's it's not it, You'll, you'll you'll figure it out. You're only 13. You have a whole future ahead of you. It's going to be great. You'll see. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling. What a great question. Good luck okay, to you. Okay. Thank you. You got it. Bye. Bye. Hi. What a great question. Hi. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hello. Am Hi. I? You're on the air. What's going on? Oh, good. I just wanted to tell you that I really like school. I'm so happy. That's great because you're yeah. going to be in it for a long time. <laughs> what grade are you in? Me? Yeah. Eighth. Eighth grade. Okay, so you got like a good solid four years, five years. But if yeah, you like eighth school, eighth grade is very fun. Eighth grade is very fun. I skipped eighth grade, so I don't know, but I hear it was very fun. You're missing out. Yeah, I guess I was. But then again, I graduated at 16, so there you go. But anyways. Oh. So, uh, do you have plans like GO and PO and 3O and all that stuff? You have plans? What are they? Are they taking you on trips and stuff? I guess you left on a trip. <laughs> Anyways, what was your eighth grade like? You're asking me tough questions. I'm yeah, trying to, I'm trying to remember. Long time ago. No, eighth grade was probably eighth grade was a lot. It was fun. It was, it was fun, funny. Yeah. It wasn't hard. It was a lot of fun because. You know, you, you know you you're at the top. You're getting out, but then you go into ninth grade. And ninth grade, you're like the top of the heap to the bottom of the barrel. Yep, I know the feeling. But uh, but you know what? The, the key to managing an eighth grade is giving them respect. If you respect eighth graders, then you can get a lot out of them. It's when you like don't respect them, then they because they they need respect because they're they're like getting older. But anyways, so I want to just say something. That Avram Avinu was a person who took everything and looked at everything with appreciation. Not just the world. He looked at every person that passed by as an opportunity to do nice things. Every situation as an opportunity to do something nice. And that, that's who he was. We have someone texted in here. I'm, I'm, I can relate to this. That's why, that's why I'm going to okay. bring it up. Someone says, I have a terrible fear of cats. Anything you could do to help me. Now, I have a reason. I used to not be afraid of cats until I got scratched by one. I thought I got rabies and then realized you can only get rabies if you get bitten by I, one. And now I, thought, I can't go near a cat. I run I run across the street. I, I thought he was talking about this guy, Cats. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of cats also. The guy's a bit sugar. No, I'm joking. But no. anytime you're afraid of, of something like that, then you have to... You have to. I have to know to what extent, and how much it affects your life. Like if you don't walk to school because you're afraid the cat is going to be there, I mean, that's a pretty big fear of cats. Let's focus on me since whoever texted is not here. It's not. It's not that bad. I don't see a cat that often, so it's not like. But it's like when I do see a cat, I just that that, that flashback like comes back. But, <laughs> so you street. really don't like cats. 
No, but I liked cats before. I know prob- the way I got scratched was by petting a cat. I was being all nice to that cat, and then it just but, scratched but, me. But you, is, does it does it affect your life? Like, do you avoid things because you're afraid you're going to see cats? I avoid that side of the street if there's a cat there. But it's not on a daily basis. But, I'm just, I'm just. So it, you know what? So I'd like to point out the difference between just not liking something and avoiding something and having a phobia. Avoiding something, I don't like cats either. So I don't necessarily walk near them. I mean, if a cat comes close to me, I'm going to move away because it just bothers me. Um, If a cat comes close to me, I'm going to move away because that probably means they have rabies. But (laughs) cats don't have rabies. Okay, they just generally don't have rabies. I I don't like squirrels. Squirrels do have rabies. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Okay, enough of that. We'll ask you all about this after the show. But if you don't like cats, if you have a terrible fear of cats, you think about it very often. Then you should talk to somebody about it. No, I don't think about it very often. I think about it for the half a second that I see the cat and then move on with life. So then you just just don't like cats. All right, let's take other people's issues. Right, right. (laughs) But it's okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, me? Yes, you. Who, me? Yeah, you. Hello? Hi, you. You, you, you. Hi. I'm 13. I come from, like, a family with, like, a lot, a lot of boys. Okay. And that's, like... We don't really understand girly stuff. I have like one older sister, and, and she's gonna get married. And I'm really nervous. Like I'm not gonna be, you know, I'm not gonna be able to talk to her anymore because the boys don't understand anything. And well. I'm really close to this sister, and you know, and she's gonna have a husband. She's gonna live far away, and then I'm not gonna be able to talk to. Well, first of all, it's good thing that the boys in your family don't understand girly things, because that could be a problem. Okay, but second of all, right now. That's normal, but you, what we have to understand is you share something in common, which is you're in the same family, so they don't have to understand like everything about you, but there's so much that you have in common, you can talk about those things. You follow what I'm saying? Boys are not interested in me. Uh, well, you know what? In what sense? As far as, like. Doing things all the time. Yeah, boys are learning and boys are playing things. But but you know what? I'm sure there's a common denominator like Chavez meals or something like that. Or there are things that you do, you do together as a family. Because they have each other. They don't need me. They're like tons. They're, I have like 10 brothers. There's like too many. Ten, too many. Never too many. 10 brothers and, and it's two girls? Yeah. And how old is your sister? Oh, she's 19. She's going to get married. It's Hashem. So you know who's going to be her, like, biggest helper when she gets married? You. You know who's going to be babysitting her kids? You. You know who's going to be helping her doing all... And, like, when she gets married with all the arrangements, it's going to be, like, the star of the show? You. You know who's going to get, like, the pretty dress? You. Hopefully not your brothers. All right, you'll get a lot more attention. Trust me. They got suit, hat, shirt. They're good. All right. Anyways, we have two minutes left. And we're going to... Okay, so we're going to end off. This is... So I want to just close the show. Say that... It's very interesting, but this 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 week, Lachacha, is the week where Avram Vida really separates himself and defines himself. It's a week where he sets the example for not taking things for granted, and he changes the whole way the world looked at things. 
And so I wanted to dedicate this show in memory. This this week's my father's yard site. He passed away this week, uh, 15 years ago. And that was really a vita that my father had. He did not take anything for granted. He taught us as children not to take anything for granted. And he went to a city, upstate New York, and he became the rabbi there. And there was no moil. He became the moil. There was no sofer. He became the sofer. There was no shochet. He was the shochet. He took care of the Jewish people in Rochester, New York, for 44 years. And he didn't take anything for granted. He created Judaism in a city. And that was the midah of Amravinu. Wherever he went, he took with him what he needed to. And he, if it wasn't there, he created it. And he, together with my mom, she's living me well, it's 120. That's what he taught my siblings and I. And that's what I think about when we think about Avraham Avinu. So I dedicate this show, Eloi Nishmas, Harav Shlomo David Ben Simcha, and his Shamash Haven Aliyah. And we should have an absolutely fabulous, fantabulous week.